Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly. We're back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? I am staying warm. How are you? Yeah, it's kind of funny. We were talking before we started recording. I think last time your prediction was it wasn't going to get below freezing again until the fall. And I think you lost that bet. Yeah. Yeah. Big strike there. Yeah. Um, There might be pockets of East Tennessee that never really dip below 32, but it's, it's been last, last night and, uh, tonight the next night or it's getting down into the the upper 20s and then it's basically winter weather through the the days so not not really much to complain about because of the seasonable conditions we typically have but um yeah mid to upper 30s and 20 mile an hour winds yeah and then you're going to bounce back and it's not going to be like summer weather like we almost had but it's going to be more seasonable kind of in the 50s and 60s what do you expect to see on the water well, based on what I was seeing last week, which was kind of where we were sort of entering into this colder, you know, this snap didn't really hit with a, it's 65 and now it's 30. So we, we kind of started trending away from that summer weather and then um, getting to where we are now. So I started seeing, you know, on, on the Wataga um pretty good numbers of not not the big caddis that every you know either the numbers or the size that everyone talks about uh, that the Wataga is known for but the caddis are are fully coming out and they're you know eight, 18s on the bigger side um but they are you know they're they're out in numbers along with all the the blue wings and that's just a it's a biomass it's a source of food that really can't be ignored by by any fish so dry fly fishing when it's not uh too uncomfortable or too windy to deliver a a size 20 should be should be turning on um it, it can always be good they're always eating on top there's midges and everything but when there's this many bugs and they're new and the rivers are, are still yet to be super pressured this season. Um, yeah, little, you know, CDC, simple caddis stuff and, and even fish and subsurface, the, and, and by subsurface, um, not a euphemism for, for nymphing, but fishing a, an emerger type caddis pupa, um, that, that either rides on the surface and might sink a little bit with with your um, leader pulling it down. Um, but but fishing those almost like streamers because those those little caddis pupa are super, super twitchy and really, really fast right before they come up. And um, it's a good way to elicit some strikes from fish that otherwise wouldn't be sipping on a dry fly. And it's also just a fun way to fish. So those, that type of activity, that surface activity is going to be increasing in the next week or so. Yeah. And the good thing is that makes those fish a little stupid, really. Right. Yeah, it, it really can. And they tend to, 
I don't want to say they learn, you know, their fish, their brains are really small. Um, but they are required by nature to survive. So, you know, the bigger ones, if, if they are getting stung or if they're watching others, and it's why the big ones turn nocturnal. Um, but they, you know, those, those lessons are pretty few and far between in the, the less pressured runs and also just this, this time of year. Yeah, got it. And got an interesting question for you too from Ren, and it's a streamer question. He wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, how much of your streamer selection is based on what you're seeing from a bait activity perspective versus fly action. Sure. Um, it can go, it can go both ways. I hate to sound like the, the guide out of, uh, every movie or book, but, um, the, the fly action when I'm running a trip, if I have some, I can tell if someone is excited about fishing a fly and I can tell when someone is meh. And then I can tell when I'm excited about a fly, for example, because of bait activity and I give it to them and they're almost being polite, you know, wanting to fish it. And some of it's just a learning curve. Some of it's, they don't like the color or whatever. And in those instances, um, my, the way I pick up on what the angler is doing, and I mean, you can see it, you can hear it in casting and their strip cadence and all that. Um, that's number one for, for how I'm running trips for my own fly selection. I am, I'm going action first in most of the rivers and then, you know, I've, I've been fishing smallmouth a little more recently. Um, the lakes, you know, or I'll just say the lake, Boone Lake below South Holston and Wataga is starting to warm up to a point of the the bait. And by bait, I, I mean both the fish and, um, you know, little, little shad and also crawdads. Um, things are starting to become more active. So it's about this time of year where bait activity does become something that I, I start to lean on a little more. And again, with flies, I, I think because flies are, I was going to say somewhat, because flies are very limited in both how far they can be placed and also you know water columns and the action that you get anyways generally speaking the the more the more erratic um of a swim with with a really hard you know that's why i like the deer hair bugs the really hard and fast kill with the change in direction i'm gonna go with that first uh i i might switch up Profile color doesn't really matter that much, but profile and and flash content um, are two things I'll switch up. Fishing gear is something that starting this time of year is really an, an interesting way to explore that theory because you can you can be fishing big lures and be be picking up the typical predatory. Um, either either protection or feeding eats 
And, you know, depending on where you are in the river systems and what the lake's doing and, and what the bait's doing, you start throwing on smaller stuff and putting it into good places with, with less action and, and just being a little more patient. And, um, you know, some of my biggest client caught fish on, on gear last year were on really small baits and, and with a presentation that was not flashy or erratic whatsoever. Yeah, interesting. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media, whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. And then we enter a drawing for two days of fishing with Ellis and a night at the Watauga River Lodge with Brownie. Um, so you definitely need to get your questions in. And uh, Ellis, I know last time we spoke, um, you didn't have as productive a bucktail season as you wanted, but do you still have a few hanging on that folks can pick up? I do still have a handful of, of really nice dyed ones. They're, they, they might be gone in the next few days, but um, yeah, some olives and, and marigolds and what have you, but the, all the, all the white ones have found good homes. <laughs> there you go being chopped up as we speak. Uh, That's right. And uh, before I let you go and get out on the water today, you want to let folks know where they can find you and book and all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Um, Instagram is Ellis Ward Guides. Uh, websites ellisWardFlies.com. And best way to contact me and just ask about trips, book a trip, whatever it is, is uh, texting or calling me on my cell phone, which is 513-543-0019. Uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. Appreciate it, Marv.